This is Create the Next from Pro CFO Partners, where every week we explore strategies and ideas for financial management and growth to help today's businesses put their financial picture in context. Welcome back to Create the Next. I'm Chris Bentliff, and I'm very happy today to have Sam Heller with us from Pro CFO Partners. Sam, it's great to have you uh, here at Create the Next, and I'm excited today because we're we're moving outside of. Uh, some of the conceptual stuff that we talk about where we're sort of generally helping organizations do stuff. And we're talking specifically about healthcare and the healthcare industry. So I think uh, a great conversation to leverage some of your expertise is uh, let's just start with what makes this, uh, what makes this industry different? What makes healthcare different? Especially uh, if I'm in that, I don't know, startup or mid market space where I'm, I'm kind of trying to figure out maybe my revenue model or my business model in such a way that I'm taking full advantage of the different aspects, the unique aspects. So let's talk a little bit about, from your perspective, what makes healthcare different from so many other uh, revenue generating businesses? Okay. The basic difference in one word is insurance, but insurance means a lot of things. We also have life insurance, we have auto insurance, but healthcare insurance, yes, it's insurance, but it's different. And what, what makes it different from other insurances. What? Well, the fact is that most people who are working have insurance through the companies they work for, or they have it through some kind of group insurance. And there are other things that I'll talk about a little bit, but that. So that the question to, uh, in most businesses, somebody pays for a service, they get a product or a service, they pay for product and they get it directly. And they look to get the best product they can at the least cost. In healthcare, I'm not paying directly for mm-hmm. my healthcare. Um, my insurance is paying. So therefore, I'm not necessarily looking for the least cost item, the uh, best quality at the least cost. I'm going to look for the best quality because I don't care about the cost because my insurance company is paying for it. And what's different, you can say, well, how does that make difference from other insurance? Well, in other insurance, how often have we said, am I going to file my claim now because my insurance company is going to kick me out? So, or, or maybe I will get the least cost or some, do something. But in healthcare, that doesn't apply. So what's interesting about that is, uh, who's my customer? Is it is it the quote unquote patient or the person who is leveraging, or is it the health the the insurance organizations? How important is it for me to understand and develop a relationship that isn't just transactional with the uh, insurance company, or is it because they're so big and kind of uh, busy? Best to keep that transactional. We just have to figure out the best, most efficient ways to uh, keep that 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 uh, that cash flow kind of funneling. That's a great, uh, excellent point. Who is the customer? Uh, and in a lot of places, uh, it de- and depends on the, the customer, uh, it is the insurance company. You're correct. And let's give another example. Uh, nowadays, if you buy a product online or something, you go, a lot of people go to the reviews. How are the reviews? When you travel, you go to reviews. How many people, when going to a physician, check reviews or go online, check the hospital they're going to or the nursing home. And there are uh, areas the government is uh, providing comparison reports. But how many people go to that? What do people really do? What do you, uh, when they need healthcare and they want a doctor or a hospital, they need some kind of something, they broke their foot, what do they do? 
they call their friend. <laughs> can you give me a recommendation? They go online to their friends. Who can recommend uh, a uh, orthopedics doctor? I, I hurt my leg. I think I might have broke it. Uh, who, who can recommend somebody? That's how they get the healthcare there. They don't go on reviews, uh, most people, even though, like I said, there is some availability of that now online nowadays. You know, you, so, bring up, you bring up another really interesting point, which is uh, for many of us, who we go seek healthcare from is determined by what healthcare organization or network we're allowed in from our employers. So we don't even get that wide of a net of options. We're sort of, uh, you know, we've got this limited selection. And if we want to go outside of network, it's a whole different kind of conversation. How does that, I don't know, reality impact kind of the industry or this the sense of the business sense of healthcare? It, it absolutely impacts it uh, because that is a cost issue. Sitting you in the pocket. Uh, because if you go out of network, you're going to be paying a lot of money. So in one sense, you could say that resembles a normal business. Uh, and, and now you're making a choice. Uh, but in the, on the other hand, uh, then the customer again, who's the customer? It's the insurance company? Uh, yes, the doctor is going to do what they can to be in network uh, and make sure they're satisfying the insurance company's needs. Not to say, I'm, I'm not trying to say that uh, healthcare providers are ignoring the patient in by no means at all, but I'm just saying it's a different, there is a little different dynamic there that exists in a different business. And you're bringing up, uh, sorry, one other point, you're bringing up an excellent point, uh, is man the rise of what's called managed care insurance companies. And if I'll bring up one other point here. If you go to most providers, they'll tell you Managed care companies are so difficult in terms of how they pay the providers. They uh, they have and traditionally they've gotten better, uh, but they've traditionally put obstacles in the in in the sense of providers and how uh, getting paid. Whether you're not dotting the i's, crossing the t's, uh, and just the laying payment that has been a major issue. Continues to be. It's gotten better, but it continues to be a major issue for providers, uh, healthcare providers. That's a great point, and it's it's uh, it's the segue that I I think I couldn't have asked for more. Which uh, the question I wanted to ask was: so walk me through how how what does it take to get paid? How do I get paid when the healthcare insurance company is kind of my customer? At least they're on the business end of being my customer. Well, the first thing uh, in terms of getting paid, and this is something I think again we all have to do, is uh, the first thing the when you make an appointment, uh, especially for the first appointment, is I need your insurance. I want a picture of your insurance card so I know who you're insured by. I want the back of the card so I know where to send the bill. So that is um, the, one of the major issues, uh, the, the way you pr uh, proceed. And then you go, you see them, and then uh, the healthcare provider will bill the insurance company based on their forms, their uh, systems, et cetera. But that brings up another point. When you go to a doctor and you're referred to a specialist and you go to that specialist or, or the doc, you know, your doctor and you go to that specialist for the first time, what is the first thing you have to do besides show the insurance card? You got to fill out a whole pile of stuff. Exactly. Now, in today's technology world, is that crazy or is that crazy? And you are hitting a nerve with me. I am a, I am a uh, I am 
a stickler for efficiency and it drives me crazy when I walk in and they hand me a clipboard and a pen uh, with with paper and I'm supposed to check boxes and I think I don't even know where this is going but certainly how come this isn't digital and why isn't this more widely shared fascinating tell me more about your perspective on that I think it's terrible. It's uh, it's uh, it's one of the problems in healthcare from a technology perspective, where we in the field have been saying this for for a long, long time. Is uh, we're way behind in terms of technology, and that is the easiest example. Now, again, it's changing. It is shifting. There are big, uh, there are systems out there, major companies, uh, so that there are companies out there that now you can uh, fill out the information. Some some phys- uh, offices will give you an iPad or a, a similar device, and you'll fill out that information, or it'll be on a, um, you'll go into some doctors or hospitals, and, and there'll be a big screen there for you to fill out the information. Uh, and then you can access, uh, in some, uh, again, some offices, we're moving in that direction, you can access your, med- your re- medical records, your doctor's notes online. So it is changing, but given where the rest of the world is, Healthcare is still far behind. Create the Next is brought to you by Pro CFO Partners, who believe every business deserves to work with an expert CFO to guide its success. Pro CFO Partners are expert financial officers networked across industries, verticals, specializations, and situations. Fulfilling the role of a part time CFO with all time commitment. ProCFO Partners utilizes the innovative and exclusive FGC financial flywheel as a framework that creates momentum to drive your financial functions for sustainable success. Visit ProCFOPartners.com to explore how we can implement a systematic and scalable financial system to help you achieve your goal. ProCFOPartners.com And and it's such a point of, I mean, if we were to put a cost to the uh, human error involved and the inefficiency involved and the paper trail and the storage, just the storage. And you're right. Much of it is becoming digitized. Much of those processes are becoming something you can just tap away on your phone. And that's fantastic. And five years from now, what kind of conversation will we be having? But it brings to mind the customer experience. So even as your uh, insurance company is your quote unquote customer, uh, we, the the person seeking uh, you know service, is going through something in the midst of needing healthcare, and and yet we have to sort of stop and hit the brakes and tell everybody our life story. And inevitably, the next person who walks in the room, we're going to need to tell them in you know repeat our life story. And it introduces a point of friction there. How does the healthcare organization manage the experience of the customer? Pointing back to you know what we talked about with some of those inefficiencies, and doing their best to leverage that uh, and improve on that. Versus not necessarily needing that stuff uh, top of mind or, or a, a sharpened point on that because it's not as relevant to the healthcare insurance that it's going to be paying them. Or is that, tell me what the relationship is between those two. I think it's just a fact. It's something we've all come to live with. Uh, like you just said, Chris, uh, you walk in, uh, they hand it to you and you fill it out. Uh, you're not going to go to another doctor uh, because you've been recommended to this one by your friends. So you're just going to deal with it. Uh, and the insurance company, all they're looking, they're looking for um, what was done. You fill in the proper codes uh, in terms of what was done. Uh, and um, and then they'll pay. They'll issue the payment 30 days later to the provider. So they're not looking necessarily at all that documentation that we have to fill out manually. Right, which is interesting. And I think that that's the juxtaposition that I think is fascinating is that they're looking for something completely different than 
It's as you pointed out earlier, in a normal course of business, that experience is a more linear and mm-hmm. the points are more better understood. And here it's not. And it's it's sort of a, you know, it moves off from one space into a, into different sections where the healthcare insurance provider is concerned and where the patient is concerned and where the technology is concerned. So another layer on top of that, I imagine, is uh, Medicare and Medicaid. How do those fit into this general conversation? Uh, well, that's uh, though that's very again a different world uh, to a certain extent. Uh, once Medicare is uh, for individuals who reach the age of sixty-five, primarily there are some exceptions, but primarily it's geared towards people who reach the age of sixty-five uh, plus. Uh, and then uh, you usually, if you're not working, uh, if you're working, you can still remain on uh, the insurance company. Uh, if your company provides it, you can still remain on that. Uh, but if you're not working, you're going to sign up for Medicare. And I must, and also there are all kinds of rules and regulations that people have to be very careful. In other words, even though you're not going on Medicare, in other words, taking their insurance because you're working, you still have to sign up and register. Uh, and then it, life becomes very confusing and difficult because within Medicare, you then have to make a major choice. You go to what's called the old Medicare, uh, fee to service, and I can explain that, but only if, uh, you know, if we want, or do you go sign up with a private managed care company? Now, why would you sign up with a private managed care company, insurance company? Because they are, uh, can offer you a little more service at less cost, but it's managed care, meaning you have to go through all kinds of hoops to get, you have to be in network, you got to have approval for certain procedures, approvals to see specialists. So yes, it's less expensive to the consumer. Uh, it could be less expensive, getting a little more, but you're constricted. Uh, and uh, it's the government who sets the tone in terms of what they pay the providers, the healthcare providers. It's uh, the government in terms, uh, if it's not a managed care client, they pay. But managed care companies follow the lead of the government in determining how they're going to pay physicians and hospitals and other healthcare providers. So now we're adding an extra, another layer, a new layer of complexity and, and perhaps, you know, bureaucratic intervention in the government being involved. It's a complicated, much more complicated uh, and complex industry in general than so many, as you pointed out, others where I'm a consumer, I'm going to go in, I'm going to choose the thing that seems best for me or that's priced right, and I'm going to buy it. There's so many other things to think about and consider. Let me put you on the spot. Where where are we headed? Uh, give me five years from now. Well, give me 20 years from now. Where do you think are some of the major things that are happening that are going to shape this conversation that you and I are having, change it, uh, improve it, hopefully? Uh, I think technology, improvements in technology. Healthcare is becoming more mainstream in technology. I think that's going to help it. The second major thing that's happening in healthcare Uh, that I think is going to continue to evolve is that insurance companies are trying to pay more on quality and outcomes. I mean, how do you measure quality in healthcare? Uh, Customer service clearly is one, uh, but what is quality? It's really the outcome, right? I mean, you go in, uh, you have a broken leg. Uh, What is the outcome? Uh, you know, you're put, you're, whatever is done for that broken leg, are you walking again in two weeks? I'm just throwing that out, whatever right. it is. But if you're not, if you have infections 
or it's taken you 10 weeks and the insurance company is getting billed for all these physical therapy visits or whatever, maybe something's wrong with the quality. So what insurance companies now and Medicare is doing now is trying to figure out how to best measure quality in healthcare, which is based on outcomes in healthcare and pay based on outcomes. Which is more consistent with, you know, it all comes full circle. That's more consistent with our normal sort of, uh, as a business, our revenue model, uh, the, the more, the better we serve our customers, the more likely they're going to return or, or be more satisfied and the word of mouth will be more positive. And as consumers, we're looking for that positive experience so that we, you know, have a better understanding of what we're getting for our, for our dollar. I think that that makes sense. I, I and hope paying, right. and paying when you buy a product, you're going to yeah. pay more money if you're getting better quality. Absolutely. And insurance companies, maybe they'll pay a little more money for better quality because at the end it might save them. What do I mean by that? Again, you go into a hospital, you're discharged to, for let's say home care or physical therapy and you get better. Whereas if you don't get better, you're back in the hospital. Maybe you're back in the hospital, costing the insurance company a lot more money. Mm-hmm. So really, uh, that is where the healthcare, and I think that's a good place uh, for us all in terms of better quality, better outcomes to care, and paying those providers who provide that better quality. Sam Heller from ProCFO Partners, clearly the expert in the room when it comes to talking about this, this, uh, the dynamics and the aspects and, and the different sort of uh, nuances of the healthcare industry. Thanks so much for spending some time with us today. Looking forward to our next conversation. Thanks for listening. And a special thanks to our subscribers. Consider becoming one today. Visit ProCFOPartners.com and learn how we can help you build a framework for financial management and growth.